Coast of Wildlife, the podcast. We're broadcasting from the famous Jersey Shore. My name is Joe Reynolds, Executive Director of Save Coast of Wildlife, environmental nonprofit dedicated educating people about the preservation and protection of coastal wildlife along the famous Jersey Shore. And the awesome music you hear in the background is from Elise Farnsworth, a local musician along the Jersey Shore and a friend of the show. And I'm joined tonight by two other good friends and fellow Save Coastal Wildlife members. Hey, Joe. It's me, Jen. What's happening? Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hi, Joe. What's up? It's Samantha. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm great. Welcome both to Save Coastal Wildlife, the The podcast. podcast. So happy you both can join us tonight. And you know, it's November, ladies. And that means only really one thing to me. Do you know what that means? It's my birthday. Oh, it really is your birthday? (laughs) It really is. When's your birthday? Um, The 23rd. Oh, wow. Congratulations. (laughs) Happy birthday. How old are you going to (laughs) be? (laughs) <laughs> only kidding, only kidding. You have to say that. I What's your social not. security number? <laughs> <laughs> only kidding. Only kidding. You don't have to say that. I'm pleading the fifth on all of these things. Anyway, it is November, and uh, while most people think about Thanksgiving, it is actually a time when seals, many seals, are coming uh, back to the Jersey Shore. A lot of people don't realize that even today that seals do call the Jersey Shore home during the wintertime. In fact, each winter, many seals arrive from the breeding areas on beaches in northern New England, eastern Canada, tidal sandbars and beaches in small islands in lower New York Bay, Sandy Hook Bay, really all along the Jersey Shore from Raritan Bay on down to Delaware Bay. The most common of these little pinnipeds are Atlantic Harbor seals. Now... I don't know if you knew this or not, but the seals, they've been coming back really earlier and earlier every year. And in fact, I just saw a whole bunch of harbor seals um, along the northern Jersey Shore uh, swimming and playing and having a good time. It looks like they were mostly juveniles. I don't think I saw any adult harbor seals quite yet. They might come back a little bit later, but uh, certainly those, uh, those were harbor seals hanging out in the waters. And here it is not even Thanksgiving yet. We're recording this podcast around mid-November. And uh, harbor seals are here already. So, um, yeah, they, come, they keep like coming back earlier, earlier and earlier. We, we started seeing harbor seals about 20 years ago along the Jersey Shore. And at that point in time, they weren't showing up until December. Now they're showing up in November. So crazy stuff. Hmm. They're just excited to visit the Jersey Shore. I yeah. guess they are. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be, right? Yeah, the famous a, Jersey Shore. It's a scene. Do they leave earlier? Too? Yeah, I don't know. They they normally leave around April. Uh, the first to go really are the females because they're pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So when we see the females here along the Jersey Shore in the wintertime, they're pregnant females, mm-hmm. and so they're the first to leave because they're gonna give birth. Where do they go to give birth? So most of the seals, most of the harbor seals that we see around here are coming from New England, probably up in Maine. 
maybe maybe in Canada as well too. Mm-hmm. But most of the seals that we see are coming from northern New England, Maine, in that area. So they go back to get. They go uh, all the way back up to Maine. Swim all the way back up to Maine mm-hmm. and up to Canada. And they're giving birth on the uh, sandy sandbars and sandy beaches and islands and whatnot up over that area. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. So they have accents? <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might have accents. We'll have to check that out and see. <laughs> it's really an amazing natural event. Over 20 years ago, seals were really never seen along the Jersey Shore or Sandy Hook Bay. Uh, maybe they were seen um, down around Tuckerton. I think uh, that is the oldest... Uh, or I should say the longest, how, do, how, do, how would I say this? So it's the, it's the place that people have been viewing harbor seals in that area for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So maybe older than 20 years, slightly older than 20 years, maybe 30 or 40 years, maybe even possibly. So Tucker in that area, there's been seals, a seal population for a pretty long time. But in Sand Hook Bay and the northern Jersey Shore, it's been about 20 years now. And people often ask, why are we seeing seals yes. in our waters now? That was right? question. And Samantha? I would say less pollution and more fish. Yeah, right. That's totally true, right? So our waters are cleaner. Marine mammals have greater protections because there's such a thing as the Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972, Mm -hmm. which, get this, before that, before the Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972, people could, could hunt and kill seals. In fact, up in Cape Cod, up in New England, there were people that made a living out of killing seals. Now, why would you want to kill seals? Yeah. Why? Blubber? I was going to say maybe their coats, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So fur, right? Food, I think, to a certain extent. Um, also, there is this thinking. It's not really totally true at all. It's really not based on science at all. But there is the thinking that some people have that seals eat all the fish. And so if you're a person that makes a living out of fishing, you're going to kill the seals thinking that they're eating up all your profits. I mean, how many can seals eat, really? I mean, they eat like two or three pounds of fish a day. That's not a lot. But, yeah, maybe even more. But, but you know, it's if you think about, and I don't really want to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. We'll save this for another time. But if you think about how big the nets are for some of these boats, exactly. right? They're the comparison huge. comparison isn't yeah. even. And you compare that to one, you know, one seal or a handful of seals or even 100 seals or 200 seals. Or even a thousand seals. It doesn't really compare to the amount, how big these nets are and the amount of fishing mm-hmm. uh, vessels are out in the water. It just doesn't really compare. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but you know, people want to blame other things. They really never want to blame themselves. They want to blame other things, and especially blame wildlife because wildlife, they don't pay taxes and they don't vote and they really right. can't speak, even though they might speak with an accent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's very easy to blame wildlife for all your problems. So, you know, the, the, the marine mammals have started to come back because we have laws in place. We have the Clean Water Act. We have the Endangered Species Act. We have the Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972, which protects all marine mammals from being harassed and killed and different things like this. And so this has provided um, an opportunity for lots of marine mammals, not just seals, but whales and dolphins to make a comeback from after like decades, centuries in some cases, of being absent along the Jersey Shore and including also uh, nearby New York Harbor. So it's just a great natural thing. Yeah, it's good news for once. Usually you're, de- you're depressing me, Joe. Well, the podcast oh. isn't over yet, Jen. It's <laughs> not over yet. You spoke too soon. <laughs> I figured that. Unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, <laughs> where seals are resting, because they got to come out of the water. So people don't realize the seals, unlike dolphins and whales, seals have to come out of the water and they have to rest. Mm-hmm. When seals eat, they normally will forage at nighttime. 
Not always, but it just seems that's my own particular indication. They like to forage during the nighttime. They like to go after fish, flounder, and um, and eels, and um, what am I thinking of? Sand eels, and also um, squid, and things like that. So they're going to go out nighttime. Not always, but sometimes they're going to go out during the nighttime. And uh, they, during the daytime, they need to come out and rest their bodies and warm up their bodies. So they, they find these sandy beaches and islands, rocky islands and whatnot to come out. These are called haul-out sites. Haul-out sites, really important. Mm-hmm. Haul-out sites are really, really important uh, because without haul-out sites, there just wouldn't be um, a good place for seals to hang out. So some people will call their beds their haul-out site. Like, I think, Jen, you say that? I do. Samantha and does, too. Samantha, do you say that as well, too? I do haul-out every once in a while. Haul-out sites are really important places for seals, marine ma- these marine mammals, the seals. Harbor seals and other species of seals need to come out of the water almost daily to rest and warm up. Unlike other marine mammals, many species of seals cannot maintain their body temperature if they stay in cold water all the time owing to their little smaller size, like walruses um, and like whales and dolphins, right? So they have thinner uh, blubber layer compared to whales and dolphins and walruses. And studies have shown that seals can stay on shore resting for around eight hours or more per day during fall and winter months. So they need to come out of the water and rest, relax. And most importantly, they need to digest their food. When they eat, they just take big chunks. They just really just bite into it and swallow it whole. So they'll swallow a whole fish or squid whole. And so they don't really chew their food, right? Remember when you were a kid, your mom always said, slow down, chew your food. But wasn't there a play as well too? Mm -hmm. There was a play on New York. Take human bites. Yeah, take human bites. Notice they didn't say take seal bites. No, they don't say that. Yeah, take human bites. So seals need to come out and digest their food. And if they can't haul out and digest their food and warm up their bodies, they're going to get sick. And they're just gonna, not going to be happy, and they could, you know, expire. Hmm. So haul-out sites are really important places. And the problem is, the problem is that people with their cell phones, when they see seals, or really any marine mammals, but we're talking about seals tonight, they really just get excited, and they want to take selfies. They want to get really close, and mm-hmm. they want to take a selfie with the seals. Yeah. And that's the problem, is that we have seals on the northern Jersey Shore, and people get so excited, and they just want to take pictures. They want to get really close, and it freaks out the seals. And I can't tell you how many horror stories I have of just people who do crazy things when they see a seal. I don't know if I want to know any horror stories, but, yeah. I mean, I've been places where I've seen seals, and people are really loud. And, yeah, the Instagram nation we live in, everyone needs to prove that they've seen a seal and post it for the world. So there are some real horror stories about seals and people and people just trying to get really uh, close to the seals. And I can tell you a few of them. There's really one famous one that if you talk to anybody about seals, especially people down at Brigantine where there's the Marine Mammal Stranding Center, and they deal a lot with with seals that get sick and injured and, and crazy stuff with people, they will tell you one of the craziest stories they have is about this lady who called up the Marine Mammal Training Center or some organization, might have been the park or something, some local park, and asked, what do you feed a seal? What do you feed a seal? <laughs> and, oh, no, I can see and, where this is going. And they were like, why do you, you want to know what a seal, what it feeds? And she was like, well, I found this sick seal on the beach, and I took it home and put it in my bathtub. What? Yeah. Oh, no. So 
She had good intentions. She had good intentions, but obviously this is not what you do with any sick animal, let alone a marine mammal. People don't realize that seals, and really all marine mammals, including dolphins, they have this bacteria in their mouth, right? So one reason they can survive not chewing their food is because they have this bacteria that help to break it down somewhat. And so when you handle a, a seal and the seal freak out and bite you, that bacteria gets into your system and it can really do damage. There have been pitchers who have been bitten by a seal, pitchers of people who have been bitten by a seal, and they had to have their body parts just chopped off and removed. Wow. There are people with no noses. There are people who have lost fingers and arms and what have you just from bitten, uh, being bitten by a seal. So this is why it's really important just to leave wildlife alone. I can't stress that enough, that really when we when you see seals on the beach, the best thing you do, rule number one is just leave wildlife alone. Stay far away from seals if you can, right? If you think a seal is injured or sick, and sometimes they are, um, you need to call the Marine Mammal Stranding Center down in Brigantine. If you don't know their number, you can call the local police. They should have their number. But here's the problem as well, too, is that in many cases, local police they don't really know how to deal with wildlife. Right. They're not trained in many cases. Sometimes they are. And, you know, we're losing the old timers. The old time police officers used to be hunters and fishermen, and they knew, they knew how to deal with wildlife to a certain extent. But now you get a lot of these young police officers, and they know about technology. You know, they know about Facebook and Instagram and things like that, but they don't know about how to deal with wildlife. They don't hunt or fish. And so we're losing that knowledge about what to deal with wildlife. So if you call out the police and saying, hey, you know, there's a seal on the beach. What should I do? They may be knowledgeable and they might know who to call, like the Marine Mammal Training Center and Bring Team, which is really the only organization who is designed in New Jersey to deal with uh, stranded, sick, injured marine mammals. They may know to call them or they might not. And that's the problem is that sometimes police officers know what to do with wildlife Sometimes they don't. And the perfect example of that is what happened, I think it was two years ago. I'm not going to name the town, but if you think hard enough about it, you could probably figure out what town it is. But there was, there was on this beach, Bayside Beach, somebody found a seal. It turned out to be a harp seal. And they thought, well, my God, you know, there's no seals along the Jersey Shore. What's a seal doing over here? It must be injured, right? Turns out harp seals have to come all the way from the Arctic. They're the farthest a seal we have here along the Jersey Shore. They come all the way from the Arctic. And so when they get here, they're really tired and they need to rest. Sometimes they need to rest for like a couple of days on the beach. So if you find a harp seal, which is different from harbor seals, if you find harp seals, you just got to let them rest for a couple of days. They've been swimming almost nonstop from the Arctic to come here to hang out. Normally we find the juveniles. The juveniles, they're like teenagers. They want to get away from their family and friends mm -hmm. and whatnot, right? So they're going to come here in New Jersey and hang out for a little while. Sure. So they're tired. So somebody thought, you know, oh, this harp seal's sick. It's injured. It needs help, right? Again, good intentions. They called the local police. Local police didn't know what to do. And so you had a police officer literally, I kid you not, literally pick up the seal with the bare hands. Mm -hmm. And you know what happens next? Took a picture. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. They took a selfie with the seal, posted it on Facebook. Then, you know what they did? They threw the seal back into the water. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, really terrible. 
Fortunately, uh, people who uh, know about wildlife saw that posting on Facebook and, and called the proper authorities. They called NOAA and complained. And I think probably they got fined or something. It's hard to really figure out what happens sometimes. But, you know, again, sometimes people know what to do. Sometimes they don't know what to do. This is why we're trying to educate people here at Save Coastal Wildlife. So now you know, number one, always stay away from wildlife. Don't get close. Don't get close to wildlife. And if you think an animal is injured or sick, please call um, the stranding center. So there's really two of them in this area. Um, I think, do we have the phone numbers of, the, of those places? I have the Marine Mammal, the one in Brigantine. Yeah, the Marine Mammal Training Center, Brigantine. What's the number for that place? 609-266-0538. Right. And then if you happen to be in New York City, if you're listening to us and you live in New York City, um, please call the one in New York. It's the Riverhead Foundation for Marine Research and Preservation. Their phone number is area code 631-369-9829. That's 631 631- Three six nine nine eight two nine, and these are the two organizations who are really in this area in the New York, New Jersey area, are dedicated to dealing with sick, injured, stranded, whatever marine mammals. So that's that's, that's just not seals. That's also dolphins and whales, and, and they also deal with sea turtles as well too. We'll save all that for another time. But right now we're just talking about seals. And if you see any seals on the beach, you're not sure, please call one of those organizations. If you live in New Jersey, call the one in Brigantine. If you live in New York, call the one in Riverhead. And if you live elsewhere, you can go onto NOAA Fisheries website, and there's actually a, um, you can just punch in your state, and it will tell you the name and number of who you should call. Right. And uh, also, too, if you go to our website, Save Coastal Wildlife website, uh, we also have that information as well, too. So if you live from another state, if you live in Connecticut, somewhere in New England, Florida even, um, and you see a, a, an injured or what you think is an injured marine mammal, you can go to our website, Save Coastal Wildlife. We have a link to the NOAA's website. We'll, we'll put you in good contact with people who um, can save that animal. So, um, yeah, there's specifically there's a seal population in Sand Hook Bay. And uh, it's been around for a while now, and it's growing. There's about, sometimes there's like 200 seals that hang out in Sand Hook Bay, on this haul out site in Sand Hook Bay. And I would say most people who live in that area know where that haul out site is. The problem is it's on the internet now, and lots of people from out of state and out of the area will come and visit them. And again, they want to get really close. And, and sometimes it's to the point where it really is getting um, dangerous, for people and for seals. People will try to get too close in their boats, kayaks. So people who think, oh, I'm really cool, I have a kayak, I'm gonna go kayaking in the winter, and they're gonna get really close to the seals to try to get a picture. What happens is the seals, these seals, harbor seals, they really don't like people. And you know, for good reason, because they were hunted by people for a long time. And so when they see a, a person in a kayak, first of all, they're thinking it's a shark, because they're really afraid of sharks as well too. And uh, they're going to jump in the water. So it defeats the whole purpose. You're going to try to get close and get a picture, but the seals are going to jump in the water. You wasted your entire time. And now you force the seals back into the water. They can't digest their food. They can't warm up their bodies. And they're just going to they're gonna get sick. There's a potential for them to get sick. And this is what happened in San Francisco Bay, that there was a, a group of seals on this site and people were just getting really crazy and getting really, really close. And eventually the seal said, forget you, 
and they just left and they never came back. They said, forget you. Yeah. Mm. I feel like they might have said something else. <laughs> F you, baby. <laughs> Sayonara, baby. So, uh, yeah, and we don't want that to happen in Sandy Hook Bay. Problem is, you know, here we are downstream from New York City. We got lots of people who live here on the northern Jersey Shore, lots of people that use Sandy Hook Bay, even during the wintertime. We have lots of windsurfers. Sometimes the windsurfers, am I saying that correctly, windsurfers? Yeah. Windsurfers, because I don't do it. I don't know. I'm not really a sports type of guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So uh, sometimes you get windsurfers going around. They're going to get really close to the seals. You're going to get, you know, just people getting, because, again, they want to get, they, you know, they're seals. They want to get really close. They want to take a picture with the seals. So sometimes people are going to get crazy, and they're going to do crazy things. Um, and so we're trying to educate people and just leave the seals alone. If you want to take a picture of a seal, and, you know, who doesn't, you got to get some decent camera equipment. Your cell phones are just not equipped to take pictures far away, close-up pictures far away of seals. These seals are kind of in the distance, right? And so um, you're going to want to get close. In that process, you're going to scare the seals away. So you need to get some decent camera equipment or get some binoculars or a spotting scope or something like that. If you want to take pictures of wildlife, that's true of all wildlife, you need to invest in some decent camera equipment. Your cell phone that's out, and even this isn't true of even the new cell phone that just came out a couple weeks ago. What was it, the Apple 45 or something now? Yeah, yeah, 817. Yeah, so, you know, that one is still not equipped to take close-up pictures far away of wildlife, right? You're going to need to invest in some, in some decent camera equipment. And so, you know, people, they just want to get as close as they can, and they do some real damage to, um, to wildlife. So that's the problem. Mm. Selfie world. Yeah. So here's some seal-watching guidelines for St. Hook Bay. Here's what we made up here at Save Coastal Wildlife. Here's some seal-watching guidelines for St. Hook Bay. The best way to observe a seal or any wild animal is from far away. Rule number one is always stay far away from wildlife. How far is far away? So that's always a good question, right? I mean, obviously, it depends how big the animal is. If it's like a whale or something, you want to stay pretty far away. If it's like a little bird or something, maybe you can get a little closer up. But generally speaking, you know, it's yards, not feet. So, you know, 300 yards, 30 yards, 50 yards. I think, it, I think for seals, it's 50 yards. I think the rule is 50 yards. But what's 50 yards? I have no idea. A football field. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sports inclined, but maybe that sounds good to me. 50 yards. You know, so here's the rule. No, people often ask, so what's 50 yards? What does that really mean? So if you are looking at seals or if you find a seal on the beach and all of a sudden it picks up its head and looks directly at you with its eyes, it's looking directly at you, guess what? You're too close. You're too close. Yeah. You need to, you need to move away. Mm -hmm. if all the seals are looking right at you. You are too close. You need to move away. So... Remain at least 50 yards away, which is about half a football field. Very good, Jen. Thanks. You really? I'm all sporty spice. Yeah. Or about 100 feet, 150 feet. This includes people and pets. That's another thing, too. People in the wintertime, they want to oh, yeah. bring their dogs, right? You have a dog, Jen. Mm -hmm. and, and do you walk your dog on the beach, or at least you used to? Um, it was healthier? Yeah, not really. She used to eat a lot of sand, but... A lot of people, you know, there's like the dog beach in Asbury Park, and I have seen pictures of people 
whose dogs are off leash, you come in contact with a seal and they think it's super cool. And, yeah. you know, and if the dog gets bit, the same thing would happen. Same thing happens, right? So if they get bit on the nose, that nose has to get chopped off or whatever, right? So you got to keep pets away, too, from seals or any wildlife. Um, and there's a good um, good rhyme. What is it? If your dog watches the dog walks the beach, has to be on a leash. That is a terrible rhyme. Yeah, that's Slant not really rhyme. a rhyme, but it's okay. a haiku. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, just put your dog on a leash. It's the winter time. I know people like to have their dogs roam free, like it's you know, Mother Nature or something. But anyway, just let them be on the leash. Um, because if, if you seal, if you wind up on finding a seal on the beach, that seal could really do some damage to your pet and you're going to regret it. So make sure your pet is on a leash, please. It's a good idea to bring binoculars or a spotting scope and give seals plenty of space. Seals hauled out on land or on rocks are sensitive to boats and human presence, noises, smells, sights may elicit a reaction. If you can, if you're going to go seal watching, if you know where the seals are and you're going to go seal watching, try not to wear bright colors. Bright colors also might uh, scare them. So you want to, you know, you want to wear some dark colors, black, dark blue, brown, things like that. Um, also, if you're going to go with a group of friends, keep the group small. There used to be, well, there is an organization that does seal watching tours. I'm not going to name the organization, but they do seal watching tours. And I swear to God, one time they brought out a whole school bus of people. What's that, like 30 people or something? That was a lot of people. That's too many people. So really, you want to keep it 20 or less, really like 15 or 10, the smaller the better. Because if you get too many people out there, it's just going to scare the seals as well too. And again, the whole point is we want to keep the seals around, right? We want to make sure that everybody can enjoy the seals for forever, for future generations. And so if large people are, large amounts of people are coming out, spooking and scaring the seals away, they're going to go and, and they're, they're not going to come back again. So we've got to be aware of seal behavior. And so if you see a seal being alert, if you see their heads turning, changing their posture, um, if they have their mouths displaying, right? It's all indications that you're way too close. You're doing something that's really not good for the seals. So just back off and give some seals some space. By the way, ladies, have you ever heard a seal speak before? Harbor seals speak? I don't think so. Have you? I feel like they bark, no? See? No, that's another thing. (laughs) People often think that seals are like sea lions. Or harbor seals are like sea lions. So people will throw them like... Beach balls. <laughs> right, maybe I'm that exaggerating. was my first instinct. Yeah. Right. So they give them some horns to blow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, but I mean, a little exaggeration. But they are not uh, elephant seals. So am I saying that right? What's the ones that they have in the zoo over at the Central Park? I feel like just your run-of-the-mill sea lion, no? Sea yeah. lion, that's yeah, it. Sea, sea lions. lions. Not elephant seals. Sea lions. They're not sea lions. Sea lions have flippers. Yeah. Elephant seals have the proboscis on yeah. the edge of their nose. Yeah, well, they're not either ones. The harbor seals are totally different from both those. And so if you throw them beach balls, they're not going to play tricks for you. They're not going to you know, throw it around in the air for you and entertain you that way. Harbor seals, when they talk, it sounds like they're belching. Oh. Cute. <laughs> sounds just like that. <laughs> so totally different, totally different from any more sort of seal you see in an amusement park or aquarium or wherever you might be a zoo or something 
So if you see or hear seals belching at you, right, that might be another indication that you're a little too close. Also, I should point Usually out, just if to be anyone's fair, belching at you as a rule, <laughs> I think you're a little too close. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably true. Also, I should be fair, if, if you do hear seals belching and talking, they also don't like to be touched. So sometimes seals, if they get touched by other seals, they'll, they'll be a little vocal as well, too. Mm. Belchy, don't like to be touched. Yeah, I know. Again, sounds like somebody sounds like I someone used I know <laughs> used to date. <laughs> so don't feed or attempt to feed any marine mammal. It's harmful. It's legal. Don't swim, ride, pet, touch, or attempt to interact with any marine mammal in the wild. Stop riding those marine mammals, Jen. <laughs> Sorry, you know I do love the marine mammals. Center has here a picture. <laughs> Don't take a selfie with that seal. There's no selfie stick long enough. It's tempting as it might be to get that perfect shot for yourself or your child with a wild seal. Please do not re- do, do the right thing. Leave the wild animal alone. And under the Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972, you could get yourself in trouble with the law if you are considered to be harassing or distributing or disturbing a wild marine animal. So please, please keep our marine mammals safe and secure. Keep a safe distance. And that's especially true of seals in Sand Hook Bay. We want to keep them around. Please stop harassing the seals in San Diego Bay. We know you want to go down there. We know you want to see them and take pictures. But just please be mindful of the seals. Keep your distance. If you see the seals freaking out, just back off. And tell other people just to back off. If they come with dogs and the dogs start barking, just please tell people just to, to go on, move on, and come back another time when the seals don't seem so freaked out. And don't, under any circumstances... Put a seal in your bathtub. <laughs> right. Very bad stuff. Don't yeah. do that. I feel like I, you don't have to list it, but you just never know these days. You never you know? know. It's true. People are crazy. There's totally crazy people out there. So if you do see a seal that's injured um, or you think it's sick, um, and there, we'll talk again about seals. There's lots of threats for seals around here. There's many of them. We'll talk about them at another point in time. But tonight we just really wanted to get across. Stay away from seals. Stay away from wildlife. Don't get too close. Give them some space. Um, please respect the seals in San Diego Bay and along the uh, Jersey Shore. But if you do see a seal that seems kind of out of it, it's kind of injured, sick, please call the Marine Mammal Training Center in Brigantine. Their phone number is 609-266-0538. You can go to their website as well, too, Marine Mammal Training Center at Brigantine. Or if you're in New York, call the Riverhead Foundation for Marine Research and Preservation at 631-369-9829. 631 369 9829. Again, you can go to their website, the Riverhead Foundation for Marine Research and Preservation. Both great organizations. Support them if you can, please. And I think that's just about it, ladies. We're out of time. Oh. It's been fun. Yep, it's been lots of fun. Thanks again. We Thanks, hope Jeff. we love seals in Sandhook Bay. We hope you love seals in Sandhook Bay and along the entire Jersey Shore. And so, ladies, until next time, love you both. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye bye.